Welcome to what is turning out to be an incredibly hot Alaska summer. I'm Aaron Kirkland here with my co-host James Gaddis, recording show number five of the Alaska On The Go podcast, the only podcast dedicated to exploring Alaska with kids. James and I have got the uh, tricks, the tips, and the special places to make your time in the 49th state a great one. James and I thought we would talk about uh, Alaska State Parks today. Yeah, get out, enjoy that sun, and we can officially say heat. It's not warm, it's straight up. Oh, it's hot. It's straight up hot. So pack a lot of water, especially if you're bringing the kids. It's always the first question with the little legs, you know, even just five to ten minutes into a hike. We're is, not used I to I need this. some water. I need a break. Can I have some water? Can I have some water? Is there any water? So yeah. much is there water. Is someplace we can go swimming? So yeah, we're talking we're talking state parks. So many amazing state parks here in Alaska. Some you may not realize are, I mm-hmm. think, state parks, mm-hmm. uh, but they are. So uh, we've got some expert insight. Um, honestly, not that Aaron, you aren't expert enough, but you got ex the our expert got expert insight. Yes. On, on our state parks. Yes. Yes. So we talked with Wendy Sailors, who's a development specialist for Alaska State Parks. Uh, you and I interviewed her, gosh, overlooking Cook Inlet. It's a gorgeous a, day. In, what was the name of that park? I don't Resolution remember. Park? I don't know. Was park? That, yeah, that sounds right. So it's right. where the Captain Cook statue is. Mm-hmm. So it was hot and we didn't want to sit down here in the closet with three people. It's hard enough with two people. So we said, Wendy, let's go uh, stand outside and do this. So it was a beautiful summer morning and what better way to talk about our state parks. So Wendy has got all the info and intel on some of the Alaska State Parks that we know and love. And actually, I got to visit some that people don't know about very much. I took that big old road trip a couple weeks ago. So uh, we were able to chat with Wendy. Wendy gave us some very important information. So let's, uh, let's hear what she said. All right, Wendy Sailors with Alaska State Parks, thank you so much for being here today. Tell me a little bit about how you and I became acquainted, because it seems to be working out kind of cool. So what are you and I up to? All righty. So we're up to lots of things. I will start by saying I kind of knew who you were before when I was working in public health um, with Play Every Day program. And then when I got the job last August with uh, the state parks, I was... um, had in the back of my head we wanted to do some sort of kids to parks program and and the former director who was the director at the time Ethan Tyler your friend Mm -hmm. also had the same idea he and I did that a lot where I was like hey I got this idea and he had the same idea or something super similar which was great so um, since you guys are friends it kind of worked out great and I already sort of know knew who you were and what you were up to and how you promote families to parks Um, so he had a great idea to W our ambassador which I loved and I super appreciate that you're doing that because we really rely on volunteers and people donating their time and efforts to many um, Alaska State Parks projects. Yeah, because it's, you know, there's a lot of park units in the state. How many are there and and uh, where is kind of the, the core number of them? And I'm assuming it's right here in South Central, right? Right. So we just did a new inventory and the new number we have in our pocket is 157 park units. That's broken up by six regions, one quote unquote area, which hopefully will soon be called a region, Kodiak. Um, But the other regions um, most people know about. We have Wood Tick Chick, which is the largest state park in the nation. 
Chugach State Park, one of the top five largest in the nation, um, and that's right here in South Central. And then the northern, um, Prince William Sound, uh, Ketchumac Bay is all kind of grouped together, Kenai area, um, that's all one. What am I missing? I'm not sure. Is there anything? What's, what's in Southeast? There's is there anything Southeast? More. Oh, yeah, Southeast, of course. Southeast, of course. Sorry, Southeast. So, so anyway, six regions and Kodiak, plus Kodiak. And uh, we have over 80 cabins throughout the state as well, which are really great um, places to visit with families um, or by yourself, for that matter, if you just want to get away and get to a public use cabin. Well, funny you say that because I just finished this awesome road trip to look at more of the public use cabins because I'm finding that to be kind of where I am at this station in life. Uh, I love the cabins. But the one thing with the cabins, right, is that you kind of have to know when to reserve, how to reserve. It's, there's a strategy here. So talk a little bit about what State Parks is doing to make it a little bit easier or uh, a little, I mean, maybe just less complicated to get a public use cabin and, and maybe some recommendations for people. Right. So I will say one of the a couple things that I do is I oversee social media and any public facing type of information. So the website was one of the big projects that was dropped on my lap as soon as I was hired. And um, I'm happy to say that we are getting close to the completion of that. And what we're looking at right now is just making it as easy as possible for people to go to the pages. Um, we created drop-down menus where um, they can scroll easily and find the information needed for booking use for booking cabins, for trail access. We have a really great page that people can go to to find out if trails are open. And we keep that updated yeah. all the time. We're getting feedback from each region on a regular basis as to what's open. Um, example being like there's fires in the northern region right now and so one of the cabins is closed um, and one trailhead as well and so we keep that updated I get I get messages on Facebook a lot and I just direct them right to that ah, link yeah nice okay um, so that's a really good point um, and how well, actually talk a little bit about no 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 you're good um, price wise what do these cabins run because it's you know, it kind of runs the gamut. It just depends on where it you are. It does. So right now the cabins are anywhere from $40 to $100. Which is still super reasonable. Right, right. And there there are minimal amenities, of course. They all have an outhouse. So there's that. Hey, that's important. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what is in a cabin because it's kind of this nice... Uh, bridge between truly car camping and staying in a cabin that has power and heat and all that kind of stuff. So what is what is in all of them? Okay, so each cabin actually has their own page. Um, we're working on funneling that to our new website right now, so it's a pretty intricate process. But um, if you go to Southeast Alaska, you'll see that those cabins are all done. And each cabin has different amenities, mm -hmm. but all do have... Um, some type of heat, heat. so you want to check that out before okay. you go and see is it wood heat or is it um, oil? Propane. Propane, thank you. Yeah. I was like, gas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the wrong word. Uh, most of them have some type of a saw, so if there is dead wood, um, you're encouraged to use dead wood but not cut down any wood in the area. Um, if there's going to be, if there's water in the area or you need to bring a filter, ah, it'll tell point. you that, like those sorts of things. Um, but it, they're very basic cabins. There is, there are bunks, mm -hmm. um, and you need to bring your own bedding, your own sleeping bag, pillow if you like, bring your own food. M really important thing is to take whatever you bring in back with you. Uh, it's yeah. actually not, um, it's not nice <laughs> to leave food there. People think they're, oh, 
doing a favor to the, the next users, but really um, that just invites little little Fitters? varmints yeah, yeah. little Other varmints visitors we don't and, want <laughs> and big varmints as well um, i was actually at a cabin in southeast alaska a couple weeks ago and somebody left a lot of food and also, also a window half open i was like oh, oh hey bear, no. hey bear. <laughs> yeah so just thinking about those kinds of things and, and planning to bring out what you bring in is super important we talked about how much it costs to stay at a public use cabin. What about if you just want to visit one of our state park units for the day? Let's talk about the day use fee. I'm so glad you asked that question. So so if you want to go, if you're visiting and you want to go to a state park where there is a toilet, it's $5 to park. Is that the criteria? It is, yeah. There has to be a parking lot and a toilet. I did not know that. For us to charge, yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I know. I learn these little tidbits every once in a while, too, just random. (laughs) So uh, the other option, if you're going to be visiting many parks and you're a resident, is to buy a $50 day-use parking pass for all of the state parks that we manage. There are a couple that we have managed by concessionaires, and those might require a different pass. One of those um, that everybody in the area probably knows about is Eagle River Nature Center. So that is separate from that day use pass. So if that's the one you visit a lot, just know that. Um, Other options, um, for people who have boats, we have a boat launch pass that's $100 a year, and it is a calendar year. So a lot of people will buy that for their friends or their employees um, around the holidays. Yeah, actually, we were selling them at REI together, and that was kind of cool to see all the gifts. Um, So $50 per pass, where can we get these? So there's lots of places. The most popular place and common place who sells the most is REI. Okay. So REI, um, but also at all of our state park offices, you can buy one of the passes. We also have them at the Public Information Center. So there is a Fairbanks Public Information Center, an Anchorage Public Information Center, and there are some just random places. Toke. Around, there is one in Toke. Toke. There's, pub, there's a Public Lands Information Center in Toke and in Ketchikan. Now I'm learning. See? There you go. So, yeah, there are some random places you can buy them that just happen to have, but REI really is the easiest place. So, really quick, there is a difference between a public land information center and a public information center. True. Right. So, public information center is under the DNR Mm -hmm. auspice, which we also are under. Yes. Okay. Good point. Um, All right. So, you and I are teaming up on some events. We've already had one. We did uh, Kids Parks Day in May, and uh, we're going to hope. Hopefully, every season, right, we're going to gear up for an event to help families understand different places they can go to and explore in Alaska State Parks. Talk about our next one, which is Labor Day weekend. I'm super excited. Yeah, so I am too. It was your idea to have it at Bird Creek, which I love. So we're going to be at a cabin on August 31, which is Labor Day weekend. So if you're planning to be in Anchorage or not planning, maybe you should, um, or in the area, um, we're going to have... Um, a couple different vendors and partners, and our plan is to basically just make it fun to talk about how to, how to get out and camp and how to plan for that with your kids specifically. Um, so it's really about families coming and spending that time together. It's going to be from 12 to 3 is what we have planned, um, but if we're having fun, we might just keep going. Who knows? Well, I'm staying at the cabin all weekend, so yeah. we could do whatever. So part of our deal, Wendy, was we we're going to set up the cabin so families can see really what it looks like inside of a public-use cabin. Um, so they'll know what to bring next time. I'm going to bring all the stuff that we 
we bring and have it all set up. Yeah, cook some food, show everybody what's, what it's like. It's a great cabin right there. It's uh, right next to the Bird to Gird Trail. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So August 31, put it on your calendar. So, Wendy, how can people find out information? What is that holy website? All right. So on the website, on the homepage, there is a tab at the top called Get Involved. Uh-huh. If you go there and go to Families to Parks. We'll have updated information on that. We're planning our winter event at a Klutna area. I already let the ranger know. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's going to happen. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, so look forward to hearing more details about that one, and we're going to nail down a date here pretty soon. You got it, Wendy. You're the best. Thank you so much for coming no, early in the morning. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to look for all of our AK on the go families on August 31st. Awesome. All right. So a great uh, conversation with Wendy Sellers, uh, Alaska State Parks. And again, so many, uh, some you may know, some you may recognize, some that uh, might be a surprise. Um, and we've collectively been to a bunch. We've just been yeah. brainstorming how many. Um, I think Aaron probably beats me. Whatever, but it's it's not a it's not a game, it's not a race. No, but neither of us have <laughs> been to Wood Tick Tick Chick. Wood Tick Chick, which is way out there in Southwest Alaska. So maybe we should go out there. All right, next stop. Yeah. Wood, okay. Uh, Wood Tick Chick. Wood Tick Chick. Wood Chick. Just Chick. fun to say. But you you have been one of your one of your favorites, one of the cooler state parks, uh, Big Delta State Historical Park. Yeah. So uh, I wanted this summer, once I got to be the Alaska State Parks ambassador, I wanted to try some state park units that I had never heard of or I had never visited. Uh, and I think the big thing with families is that we we maybe don't have the resources to get on a boat or fly into some of these spots. And Wendy, you know, really mentioned some of the more remote ones that uh, you can get away from the crowds. But sometimes you just can't do that. Right. So uh, last winter, I was looking at cool places to road trip. I came upon Big Delta State Historical Park and I had not really heard of that. So it's up by Delta Junction. So also any of you military families, heads up. It's right there by Fort Greeley. Um, so it sits along the Tananam River, which is this muddy, wide, uh, fast-flowing, but smooth river that has historically been a, a way of transportation. It's been um, kind of an access point for all the gold miners and all kinds of things. So Delta Junction uh, kind of fits into this triangle of transportation for Alaska between Valdez and Fairbanks. So Richardson Highway um, is, is a straight shot. So it took me about five hours to get there. Uh, maybe a little longer because I took my time, just me and the dogs. But Big Delta is about a 10-acre historical treasure box of stuff. So they have all the buildings have been restored by the Delta Historical Society. So James and I are looking at the website right now. So James, there's this big museum that's been renovated. Then they have the big windmill. They have log cabins where people used to live. They have the barn uh, where Rika's Roadhouse, you know, the uh, owner of that, she raised farm animals and kept them all there. But it's beautifully maintained. There's little trails. But the best part was that there's a log cabin public use cabin you can rent. Nice. And they told me that no one ever stays there. Yeah. They just so, don't know it's there. Uh, you the know, secret's again, out now. It's just, so the state historical park itself is open from nine to four daily. So I think people just use it kind of as a, a rest stop along the way between Valdez and Fairbanks and maybe even Anchorage. So staying overnight and a lot of them are towing, you know, RVs and stuff. So they don't really feel like they need to stay in the cabin. So 
But for those of you who like to stay in uh, Alaska public use cabins, here's the cool thing. Usually you just get a bare bunk and you have to bring your own fuel and all that kind of stuff. But they have electricity in this one. That's super rare. Yeah. Yeah. Might be the only one. That's crazy. Uh, Not the only one. Uh, but pretty one close, of the few. actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they also um, have these wonderful park hosts that manage Rika's Roadhouse, and they have a coffee maker, and they provide <sighs> you five gallons of water. And if anybody who's ever stayed at a public use cabin knows, especially those of you who are at my REI presentation in uh, May, water is the biggest pain in the neck because it's heavy, it's clunky, and kids never realize just how much water they're using right mm-hmm. so it and it's once the park closes it's just you so you're just there at this beautiful little historic place so i brought my stove and my little uh you know portable table and and uh, beverages and my dogs and we just kind of sat out there and enjoyed it for a couple days so it's a great midpoint if you're going to head up to fairbanks so that's what i did after that okay. i went and Drove all the way around to Fairbanks, back down the Parks Highway, uh, swung into Denali National Park for a minute or two, because that was kind of cool, and then ended up at Kasugi Ken, which is our other favorite state park. Yeah, it is. That's uh, beautiful views of Denali. Mm-hmm. And so this is Denali, Denali state, state park. park. Right, which everybody messes up, and I get it. Right. Well, yeah. for a long time, I didn't realize there even was there a even Denali was. state park. Right. It's just the national park, the national park. Well, no. Uh, and uh, Kasuki Ken's great because they've got electric hookups, no need, no noisy generators oh, when no. you're camping. Right. Uh, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Huge. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The interpretive center? No, the, oh. the fire pits. That's what oh. I'm looking for. Oh, brand new fire, fire pits. pits are huge. So the whole facility opened in 2016 and like to great fanfare. Mm-hmm. And they have three cabins, which we have not stayed in yet, but they look pretty cool. Um, and it's, so it's this really unique partnership between National Park Service and state parks because the na- there's a National Park ranger that's there during the summer who, le- remember, he came around and, you want guys want an interpretive one? Yeah. Um, and then, so there's programs every night. You can swing in for the day. So it was a pretty worthy six-day road trip to kind of check out uh, some of these places that, that people don't. Now, I will say, uh, campground-wise with Kusugi Ken, there are only two Alaska State Park campgrounds, and I think Wendy uh, alluded to this a little bit. Um, China, right downtown, um, the China Wayside, and Kasugi Ken are the only two campgrounds you can actually preserve right now. Okay. So because busy, you busy, know, busy. otherwise you just got to swing in and cross okay. your fingers and hope for the best. Yeah, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's so. a tough one, especially yeah. when you bring the whole family. So if you can plan ahead, oh my yeah. goodness, if you can plan ahead. Well, or or try to go maybe on a weekday or middle um, of the week. If you can go on a Sunday night or a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, course middle of the week is always better but uh with a couple campgrounds being closed because of the you know spruce bark beetles they're killing on there and you're cutting down all the trees uh it's crushing everybody into other places and you know with weather like this everyone wants to go camping right mm-hmm. yep 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 yep, yep. So, everybody's out yep so uh wendy uh alluded to the website dnr.alaska.gov um don't forget to come to our families in parks Next event, which is going to be Labor Day weekend out at Bird Creek. Uh, We've got the campground. We've got a cabin. We're going to show you what you need to know for spending the fall and winter months in our Alaska State Parks. And it's super easy to get to. We're going to be there all afternoon. We're going to have some fun stuff. We might be cooking up some food. You going to bring the kids? What's the date again? Give it to me one more time. I believe it's the 30th of August. So Labor Day weekend is early this year. 
So okay. uh, school will have just started and maybe you'll be looking for stuff to do. <laughs> yes. We, yeah, we'll be back. We're bringing uh, the 18 uh, year old to college. Wow. For freshman year at the end of August. So we're taking a little bit of a road trip. We're going to fly to Seattle and then make our way down to San Francisco. Now that's going to be an adventure. Move her in. And then uh, me and the boys will come back a little bit early to get them to school. Right. And then mom's going to stay. And yeah. So we'll be around. Yeah. And we're definitely going to need something to do. So the good thing about Bird Creek is that it's right on the uh, Bird Gird Trail, which is another wonderful way to get out with the kids. You can ride that. Uh, 11 mile stretch all the way to Girdwood, stop at the brewing company or the bake shop and ride your way back to the campground. Mm -hmm. It's pretty excellent. Love it. So we got lots of time left to uh, do some camping this summer. Uh, Again, make sure you're safe and uh, no fireworks, no fires of any kind right now, but get out there and enjoy it. Do it. And, uh, you know, we're going to have... More Alaska on the go for you soon. But in the meantime, if there, uh, you have any questions or you, w- you want us to uh, chat about any specific topic or you want information or whatever, drop us a line. Um, we're going we're gonna to push that you do so on our the easiest way, uh, Facebook, because everybody yep. is on Facebook. Most everybody. But uh, do it at uh, the AK on the go page. Yep. Send a message through there. Yep. And then uh, for me... If you want to say hello to me um, for some Which weird reason. Of course reason. they do. Right. You do. Of course. Of course. Um, my wife and I, we recently started a new business. What so is that's going to be my main point of contact. Whoa. James Gaddis Media Strategies. That's a fancy name. Yeah. So check it out on Facebook. An easy search. It's just my name. Then Media Strategies. You can send me a message through there. See, we're all about uh, telling stories here in the 49th state. That's so the best. Uh, Go check it out. All right. Sounds good. Well, I think we should go outside now. Uh, yeah, because cause... we are once again recording on a holiday. Last time I think oh, it was wait. Memorial Day. Yeah. This time it's, it is the 4th of July. And it's 85 degrees. It's probably 100 degrees in our closet. So we need to go outside and enjoy this beautiful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Every time you download a podcast, that just helps us get the word out about how absolutely fantastic is uh, Alaska and children and exploring a 49th state together. 